Welcome to Mom Tucky Skies. I'm Biggs. And I'm Brandon. And I'm a special guest, I guess, Alex Wolf. That's right. Uh, first off, no Facebook Live today if you're looking for it. Uh, that's just the way the ball rolls. We just didn't feel like it today. <laughs> we didn't want to like curl up into a little like tiny area in front of a big screen that's still not big enough. So, fuck it. We're sitting on couches, and we're going to relax, and we might even take a break in between. But don't worry. You guys won't know it. I might edit this whole rant out. I don't know yet. I yeah, and I got sunburned, so you don't need to see that. No. <laughs> Nobody wants to Nobody see wants that. to see that. No. Uh, so, Alex, you're back in town from Austin, and you have a Doc Hollywood-esque story. <laughs> Doc Hollywood. Yeah. yeah that's, it was really funny because you said, <sighs> you told me this, and I was like, that sounds like, and before I could even say Doc Hollywood, it was out your mouth. Well, so. And somebody else brought it up, too, and I was like, actually like thinking about it, driving along like really lonely stretch of highway, and I was like, man, um, and watching my heat gauge just, you know, rise more and more and more. Uh, and having to pull over, like put more water into my car and, uh, it was a magical, you know, however many 50, 60 miles I would get and I would just have to put more in it. And I, and I was headed down to a gig, um, in New Mexico, which, um, it was going to be kind of a fun gig. It was a, a, just a hippie doc really about this, uh, guy in, uh, New Mexico who used to be friends with all the crazy hippies there and was kind of the original. His name is Pepe. That's just all they call him. Just, they just call him Pepe. So you <laughs> know Pepe. that this guy... This yeah, guy's a character. Yeah, he was kind of like span the gap too in between the um, the bo- like kind of bohemian and the beatniks and the hippies. So he was like one of these really old kind of bandito hippies. So cool cool dude um wanted to do it wasn't a lot of pay like a lot of documentary work because you're just like okay what do i need to be what do i need to do and um yeah i was hustling down there but uh, uh, right around like just past bozeman my car just steadily started getting worse and worse and it was having this problem a little bit but now it started really becoming pronounced and sure as shit, the thing was just kind of slowly dying. So it's uh, my head gasket. Uh, and with the car, with this, so it's uh, cheaper for me to actually, or, or about a wash for me to put a new motor in it than to change the head gasket. Just so... And so I said for people who didn't get the reference, it's a it's a Doc Hollywood esque story because yeah, like you well, left you okay, left your, to- <laughs> you left your small town and you went to a bigger town, well, like a brighter lights, if you will, and then your van broke down and you had yeah. to be a small town doctor to get out. What, so that's well, why. what's funny? Yeah, no, no, no. I definitely all all of the above. I I kind of meandered up here, anyways, <laughs> because of a little bit of documentary work and with the same producer as well. And so I uh, came up, and then I was visiting some friends in Salt Lake, and I was like, you know what? Might as well just come up to Montana. It'll be fine. I'll loop back around. And I spent like two weeks here. And then as I yeah, as I was leaving, uh, everything was like, you're staying in Montana. My uh, little Honda was like, you're not going anywhere. Where are you going? 
fucking universe. It's all right. I actually am super psyched about it. Um, uh, in some ways, it is what it is. I'm always mobile anyways, and I always kind of I, I need the car. That is one downside. I do have to fix it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not like, well... Okay, and it is a really hard car to replace. It gets like 40 plus miles a gallon, and I tr- travel everywhere, so it's really cheap for me. So I have to, I have to get it fixed. Um, I was trying to get um, more going to Europe by uh, fall, but that looks like it might have to take a hiatus. I, if everything goes well, good. But if it doesn't. I guess I'll have to put it off a little bit, but yeah, you know, put a couple grand here, <laughs> you know, grand there. you know, uh, Max Hay, right? Yeah. Musician yeah, yeah. extraordinary. Yeah. He, he was just have- uh, saying something. He's in Salt Lake right now and somebody did a hit and run on his van. Oh, so I, I told that. him I was oh. putting the, the word out. Oh, so man. if you have information on somebody hitting Max Hay's van, let us know. Cause we're going to show up with a sock full of quarters Okay. demand that they pay for Max's van. Max. Max isn't being hardcore about it, but he's definitely looking for the perp. Yeah, yeah, you get a hunt. Cops aren't going to do shit. Let's just no. face it. No. Yeah, they'll just like nod their head while they're like you're filling out the police report, and you're like, God, it's a shame. They're like, Yeah, we'll we'll do all we can. Yeah, I've learned that from every horror movie ever. <laughs> Cops ain't doing shit. Yeah. Unless I've learned a, that through life. Unless it's a rogue cop. <laughs> A maverick, not yeah. by the book. Yeah, yeah exactly. not in my precinct. <laughs> Kevin Costner. It's a guy who's gonna slap his badge down on the table and his gun and fucking grab his illegal gun. Oh. That's the only guy who's gonna do something for you. Yeah, and you're probably not finding that guy in Salt Lake. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I'm getting at. No, that no, would no. be funny if he's just like not in my precinct and he's just sh- <laughs> like shaking down people for a hit and run on a van. Probably like not going to make dropping it. people off an overpass and stuff, trying to find whoever did it. You're not going to make it. Where'd you get this beer? <laughs> shaking an 18 year old dude. Salt Lake is no joke. Uh, as far as the the police can pretty much pull you over for just about anything. You're just like, okay, uh, do I have drugs on me? The, the answer is yes. And, and then, <laughs> do you have to deal with the police? The answer is most likely at some point. Yeah, they don't know what a reefer plant looks like, though. Luckily, so you're just like, okay, you know, you could just be like, I'm a gardener, I'm, and they're like, okay, really? they're they're well, kind of dumb, yeah. Well, some That's nice a, azaleas you got there. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> hey, the only thing that where'd you, gotta, you get this beer can? This is five percent. We don't allow that in the city. Of yeah, exactly. There's there's some <sighs> weird the one of my friends said they're like Canadian cops where they're, you know, the trailer park boys, like you could talk something, you know, out of them, you know, that's kind of the way that you could do with salt Lake cops. You could just be like, you know, my uncle, you know, he needs this, uh, um, this is like his spice that he puts in his pasta, you know, and they'd be like, well, it's a special spice. Keeps it in a baggie on the side. Well, maybe they buy into something stupid like that. <laughs> what, That's uh, what the they're 
I don't know. Salt Lake is like, has this special brand of like really sheltered people where they don't, you know, they're like, okay, I was only allowed to watch like two channels of TV and they were both like the, you know, evangelical Christian channel. No, no, no. Salt Lake? Not evangelical. No, there's a lot of, no, there's a lot of, well, Mormons are kind of evangelical in that way. They're a little bit sneaky and a little bit like incestuous. I lived there for eight months, nine months. I, I spent a lifetime a, there one night. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> one night. See, this is exactly what I'm talking about. It's yeah. it's uh it's really polarized. That's just place like was miserable. Yeah. It's really there's either people that really are into it, really into the vibe, and it's either the people that are way into that Mormon culture or way into the, the deep counterculture. So that's kind of I the pretty, metal's big there, but like, yeah, but like yeah really, yeah, yeah. They get they get down with that because they they don't get a lot of outlet otherwise. Yeah, so it's I was a, flying into Salt Lake from Chicago, and as my plane is landing, I'm watching my plane that goes to hell in a flyaway. I'm like, oh, you son of a. Ugh. So I'm like, oh great, now I got to spend the night in Salt Lake. Oh uh, yeah, because it was the last flight into montana oh yeah and that's like things really depressing downtown but beyond that point so Salt i like pretty much just uh stayed in my hotel room till i like realized i didn't have any cigarettes <laughs> oh is that what <laughs> and so i had to that like what... hike a mile to go find cigarettes <sighs> at that point you should have just escaped on foot <laughs> i'm just saying <laughs> The, well, it snowed give, about six to eight inches that night. I will oh, give one miserable. major prop to Salt Lake. It is the easiest city to get around in. It's the easy. I've never been caught up in traffic for real. In Salt oh Lake. yeah, yeah. That's Dude. the only positive. I, I and I drive all over. Not the same for Austin, Texas. Yeah. They built I've Austin, Texas. Crazy. I was like, ah, yeah. oh, it'll be fine. It's they they added some stuff to it. No, they're like slowly putting construction up just to make the suburbanites around it drive slower. They're like, you don't want to live here, and they even put that in some covenant in the like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're like, we will build smaller roads than we need to. Everybody will be in gridlock. Yeah, and it's oh my god! So they're just putting down like a biblical style curse on like (laughs) anybody (laughs) tries to overpopulate the place. Yeah. So, anyway, it's been all over. Point being is that I've been all over the Northwest. I've been all over, uh, you know, kind of doing different things in Austin. Uh, Did you hit up the uh, South by Southwest? I, you know, I just got the tail end of it, and and that's part of the problem too with being down there is that that's when everybody really shoots and does a bunch of stuff. So I, I kind of caught the wave wrong. I was going down there for another job, and uh, as f- freelancing jobs happened, it would just pop up. Uh, and then I started kind of dipping into the uh, the indie well as deep as I could, and that uh, the indie well was uh, was lots of flaky producers, which is usually <laughs> like I would get a, like a couple contacts, write a lot of emails, get a couple contacts back, get some positive, even be like you're hired, and then be like, oh, okay, two weeks later, not even. <laughs> from these I people. I need to eat, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so... I'm relying on a hippie named Pepe right yeah, exactly, now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, uh, it's good, though. You know, you just got to expect that shotgun kind of effect. Uh, but now, 
talking more and more i'm just uh with with independence as well as that i just gonna start working on scripts more so i started actually typing a script today which oh I'm yeah nice about. Yeah. what's it about tell everybody so i can't tell can steal it. Zero. all i can say <laughs> is that it is a 90s period piece so is it like miramax style very much so. Ah, uh, you're speaking my language. I know. I know. Actually, I'm of uh, that age. I, <laughs> that's <laughs> of that age. And so am I. Uh, <laughs> it is very much uh, of of that vein, but it's more. Um, is the mob involved somehow? No, 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 no. Okay. I was gonna say it's not not so much that. Is lots of uh, drinking and driving, and it takes place in Montana. It takes place in in small town Montana, so uh, that's it's an easy place to film. <laughs> yes, no, it's more than that. I think it's uh, so. I grew up in uh, the first eight years of my life in Stanford, Montana, which is really small. That's small, really small. Really small town. Well, it's like you know population like five hundred, and uh, this is just kind of um, echoes along those parameters let's just say that i don't want to give too much away uh i definitely want to make it kind of a frame story so there's a lot more just like little subplots um but kind of follows a main uh two characters so kind of a split yeah like character character piece goes through follows a lot of things you know i had to watch a movie for real roulette called soda springs one time Okay. And I recommend watching that movie for what not to do with the movie. Uh, okay. <laughs> don't don't like hire somebody to like <laughs> to do it who only is involved in soap operas and no. get them mailing it in Tom Skerritt to Oh really? <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. No, actually what's weird about this one, why I'm excited about it, I guess I'll talk in this way, is that I'm I'm gonna make it very, very visual and audio based um intensely so that's that's one thing i'm really looking at right away as i'm i'm typing it um i want to make sure that there's like everything i want in this film to be very nostalgic i want it to to be like you get all your nitty-gritty little yeah tinglys going with that oh i remember you know i'm writing very specific cars and very specific you know soundtrack notes it's like a link very later. specific pogs that are being played <laughs> yes <laughs> pogs uh, i if, never played with people pogs. driving around in 84 citations that's what i remember the 90s being. uh yeah i think the first <laughs> that's what you uh, yeah citation i did not have a citation no, my I, girlfriend I, had the citation that's right, that's right. oh that was a new car that was a new car in that dude that. was that the smurf mobile no, I had a no, no, my, no, no, no. That your girlfriend's car. Oh, uh, didn't we call it the Smurfmobile? Did yeah, she have like it was? Blue, she had like blue carpet oh, all was, over the. I was thinking like, of, like, the, dash the dash and shit. I was thinking <laughs> of a different carpet. car. I was thinking of a different car. I totally <laughs> mixed the two up. I no, of, uh, I think somebody glued blue upholstery like carpet, oh, like shag carpet. carpet, yeah, to the fucking dashboard <laughs> and oh, like all God. over. It, it drove her crazy because we call it Smurfmobile. I was actually 
not talking about the Smurf mobile per se, but our adventures in the Smurf mobile. Because I used to mention every time, and she would do this all the time. This is, See, this mark, is what I'm talking about. This, this is, is exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. As soon as we bring up, anytime it's like, oh, a very specific vehicle. Yeah. So this is a mark is of a high schooler right here. Yeah. Is that <laughs> she would leave the car and leave us in it every time. And we every time we would turn up the heater, like turn the radio on really loud, turn on the windshield wipers, like do every obnoxious thing, switch at no button unpush. And she would just start up the car and the battery would die immediately just from 25 things going on. You just like have way too many accessories. Just like, oh, this margarita blender. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a, I'm going to have that in my car. Like I'm going to get a margarita blender that operates off a cigarette lighter for the day I get a driverless car. I'm oh, just yeah. going to drive around in the summertime. So drinking margaritas in the back seat. I'm on, not even going to let there be a question that I'm driving. <laughs> like, no, I'm not driving. The car is driving office. That's really, like, I'm having a margarita on this subject. I remember a car in high school very clearly that was turned into a bong. <laughs> into into a four hookah four hose hookah <laughs> bomb and i thought it was a certain friend i'm gonna name names. was was the cat the, the chamber <laughs> no it was in the dash it was like <laughs> so the heating vents like like popped out he's flipping hoses went out and they were like <laughs> I remember it not working as well as I hoped, but it did. It worked. And it was like, oh, shit. This, this is like, car is a rolling bong. This is like Mr. Bean meets it. Cheech and Chong. No, exactly. It's, it's, it's exactly what was happening. And it was an obnoxious like 80s car, too, like like a Cordova or like a really just not pretty car. Like like some, some Dodge just blah k car but it was a bong so it was like all right yeah let's puff <laughs> that's that the redeeming quality yeah it was like this was canine units just going crazy, crazy. Every time they crazy somebody has that car as a used car d- doesn't have a clue <laughs> it's pulled over they're like what's that matter they're like nothing there's nothing the matter bong the Sniff whole it up. thing. The whole thing. Riding an F. Your dog sitting right right next to you, like, yeah, I'd sniff out that bong. It'd be no <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. She hasn't been tested. <laughs> um yeah, it's kind of a uh what what was the other anybody else had some weird cars that they got? Like uh, anything in specific um, is like I will say I had a uh, in high school I had a seventy two Volvo. Wolfragon. See, I had a Volvo and too. It, a it Volvo? was uh, the, I had a Volvo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the most interesting thing about this Volvo. car is you could not play Hotel California on the radio. Yeah, you couldn't. No. Twice it is it, uh, four car, huh? times it died. Twice when I was in it. Yeah. During what? Hotel California, at it, the exact same part of it the was song. the dude. You know what's it really? <laughs> you know what was weird about that? Because um, I've listened to it in all of my cars, and it's never been a problem. But the weird thing about that was I heard, um, like on Howard Stern, Artie Lang, way back in the day, talking about how there's like this legend that, like, if you play Hotel California in your car, 
like it'll cause all these electrical problems and shit. And I remember hearing that just being like twice, twice when I was in <laughs> Brandon's car that, that happened. Brandon, this is weird. It was weird. I don't know it what was to think really about. Weird. <laughs> it was weird enough to where I was always cautious. Maybe it's because I always listen to the live version. I always listen <laughs> to the Hell Freezes Over version. No, that is that's a, a good version. version. Yeah, it's a yeah. superior version. Well, you get the honest. like longer guitar solo. You get the whole like I. I what I really like about that is yeah they do the guitar part at the beginning and it's like you get a couple of people like cheering her legitimately enjoying the guitar but then as soon as it like cuts into like Hotel California music like when it becomes recognizable the whole crowd goes wild like oh we were listening to Hotel California the whole time and it's like assholes you should have been cheering the whole time should have been cheering really the good. whole damn time yeah I just want to smack somebody in that crowd on behalf of the Eagles. They're really quiet. I mean, the Eagles, come on. I had a buddy who worked for the Eagles for a long time, and he would always just make like, yeah, he he did. He worked uh, backstage for the Eagles. Which version? Uh, More recent. So, like, when they were doing their, like, their, like, continual tour until. So, like, when they. It's like hell freezes it's, yeah. over on pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. So they, uh, so that uh, was like all of them. And then Don Fender had a falling out with them again and left so the band who's again. Don Fender again. Uh, if I remember right, he was the guitar player, right? There was Don <laughs> Henley. Don Henley. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, who, who was that? So, uh, um, I should know all the Eagles names. Okay. There was, there's Don Henley, Don Felder, Sorry, uh, or whatever it is. Now, now you got me doubting myself. Uh, uh, Joe Walsh. Joe Walsh. That's he the was one the I later remember. edition. So Joe Walsh is the one that um, recently Glenn died. Fry. Glenn Fry. Yeah, Glenn Fry is the one. That yeah, died. yeah. Glenn, Glenn Fry. I think Don Henley died too. No, Don Henley's still alive. Oh, he's still alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don Henley's oh, okay. still alive. Yeah. So the anyways, but Fry and and Henley wrote almost Most, all, yeah. all the songs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not all of them, but. Like anytime anybody else wrote a song, it became a problem. It seems like. <laughs> yes, it seems to be. Yeah, it's kind of like the Talking Heads, dude. I love Joe Walsh. Like, it's so funny to like. Uh, if you ever get a chance, I want to say it's on Showtime. They had the the history of the Eagles, and like Volume Two is terrible because oh, the band made Volume. I two. wouldn't watch that. <laughs> No, no. Here's the here's the <laughs> thing. The here's the thing. Volume two is like super conceited, and the band made what? It there's two volumes. Yes. So <laughs> okay. it, avoid volume two. Volume one is like so much more hilarious and exciting than you would ever think it would be. Okay. Because like they just they have like Don Henley. Well, I know Glenn Fry was super funny. And, super funny. Yeah. Like, and it's just like, I don't know, like there's really interesting stories in it. And like, and especially the stuff with Joe Walsh is just gold. Like okay. every time Joe Walsh is like talking, like they basically brought in Joe Walsh because uh, when Felder left the band, that like they had an opportunity to get him and they knew he was like the crazy rock star that none of them were. So they wanted to up their street cred basically. So street they, cred. yeah. So they brought him in and he would do shit. Like he ordered a joining hotel room. This is like time. the easy E this is like the easy E add on. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you wanted street cred. You bring on, yeah, you easy. bring easy. There you go. But like, uh, Joe Walsh. 
But Joe Walsh asked for like adjoining rooms one time and they didn't give it to him. So he took a chainsaw and fucking made adjoining rooms. <laughs> and then like when I, he went to yeah, rejoin the I band. I actually read this recently. Yeah, <laughs> when he went to rejoin the band, they were <laughs> they told him because he was drugged out for so long and they told him like, A, you have to get sober first. But then they're like, B, you have to like, like, you know, like, come out come out let's practice like get your guitar and so he's like oh god i don't think i have a guitar anymore like he thought he pawned all his guitars <laughs> so he went up he went up to his Perfect. attic just to check and he had like 50 guitars in his attic because he would get so fucked up he would go and take it and store it in the attic and then forgot that he stored Store it in the <laughs> attic so he's like, like oh, he kept buying guitars there's another one they're all like matching to the exact same <laughs> guitar they're like what <laughs> what happened to my black oh no, no that's not joe walsh joe walsh talks oh, like right. this yeah I just yeah, any rock star. I just forgot. <laughs> I, I have 50 guitars, man. Like that's how Joe Walsh. That's it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, wow, another guitar, bro. And like Don Callie, Henley, forgot. Don Henley was probably that Bakersfield sound. The dude to hang out with in the 70s. Like probably he had was. so many crazy stories. Girls and fast cars, man. That's <laughs> what they were about. Life in the fast lane. Yeah. He was the boys of summer. <laughs> can we quit talking about the eagles no, no i'm not good god <laughs> this is okay. bad I like i came on right, for this. i just i'm like oh, hey man i've had a hard day i'm tired and i don't want to talk about the eagles okay all, all right. right so uh who's the guy who did like I seen fire and I seen rain. That's uh, James Taylor. Okay, so I got a James Taylor no story. No vibrato James Taylor. I got a James Taylor story. White guy voice. So Don Henley lived next door to <laughs> <laughs> James Taylor. I knew it. I knew no, I'm it. Not gonna I was like, oh, more white guys in rock and roll <laughs> right when we come back. Good segue if, we, if you need a cut. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right we'll go to our usual bullshit okay so um apparently general mills just announced this competition and whoever wins it is gonna win an entire box of marshmallow cereal cereal box filled with nothing but cereal 100 marshmallows. marshmallows yeah this is a like lucky charms marshmallows this is a horrible idea this is such a bad idea. You're right. It's going to seem like time. such a great idea. First. I think it's a good idea. It's not though. Cause you're going to get four spoons in and you're going to be like, Oh my God, I feel sick to my stomach. These are stale marshmallows. It's a whole box of stale marshmallows. <laughs> yeah. They seem good. Cause they're with awful grainy lucky charm cereal. But if you take the grainy out, you realize yeah. it's horrible marshmallows. Ugh. It's, it's horrible marshmallows. I've never, never liked <laughs> And I the, couldn't move my head, so at least I know. You know, I don't need monitoring. I'm not going to make it too much, Bob. All right, well, let's get back to what we're known for. <laughs> yeah. Fucking movies. Uh, uh, yeah. So I, so on Friday, my kids, I, I had a river here, but uh, my younger two kids were staying with my mother-in-law, and so I was like, fuck it, let's go to a movie. And so literally the only thing playing... <laughs> At like ten o'clock, when we decided to go to a movie, was snatched the uh, 
The, oh, is that the Amy Schumer? Amy Schumer Goldie, Goldie Hawn movie. Oh, yeah. wow! It's surprisingly funny. I had I not even really heard surprised. of this. Yeah, I would totally. I would. I would probably go see that. It was pretty worth it, man. I gotta say, it was. I think really Goldie fun- Hawn's really funny. That's the thing. Like you, Goldie Hawn, Overboard have, makes me laugh. Yeah, you still, Overboard's I a see, classic. You know, Although it is pretty creepy when you think about the premise. Oh, it's so creepy. It. Yeah. No, the whole premise yeah, is it, like very. He takes very a hard. rich woman who stiffs yeah. him on a bill. She falls off of of ship, gets amnesia, yeah. and then Kurt Russell basically <laughs> like makes her his wife. Like that's fucking creepy. I am not but, living. But out. she lives it out at the end. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not living out the plot of this. 80s movie this is not <laughs> wait where am i no this is not he it's so funny those few scenes too where he's like working her like a slave you're like this man is horrible and you still it, this is what what's great about kurt you still like him you yeah. know you know <laughs> somehow that's why there's a leading man for you right there that's the trick of guardians like, of the uh, galaxy too like you like him at the start and then you find out he's a total slime ball yeah oh don't spoilers me Oh. I haven't even gotten that deep. Oh, I'm sorry, man. No, it's okay. It's been a week. I'll take it. I'm not this guy. Yeah. It's, what do you mean? It's been a week. I've been needing to take my dad to I was teasing, to Alex. I was teasing. It's okay. It's a Drax is a bad guy. <laughs> it's Drax. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. No, Somebody tried up. to throw a metaphor over his head and he lost it. Just, <laughs> he just lost it. He couldn't catch it. And then it was just a downward slope from there. That's what actually happened. <laughs> now, uh, Snatch was like surprisingly good. Like Goldie Hawn, I was thinking when I was watching, I was like, God, I haven't seen her in anything forever. And like, she's still really good. Like she didn't do her usual Goldie Hawn thing. Like usually she kind of just plays Goldie Hawn, but you love it because it's Goldie Hawn. She actually like played, I don't know, like a, like kind of like a scared 60 year old woman who's like too codependent on her kids and it but it's like she fucking knocks it out of her park out of the park like amy schumer's really good dude uh what's his face from law and order and oz and wet hot american summer christopher uh oh. i want to say maloney is that right oh yeah yeah, yeah. killer no oh, okay. killer killer yeah 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 he, he chris maloney kills it in everything so yeah. oh he fucking kills he it in this movie is, dude he's like insane he love him they run we into love him. insane Keller they they run into him and he's basically supposed to be the Michael Douglas character in romancing the stone oh, yeah. except for he's got cancer Semantis. and he's out of his mind <laughs> yeah. and like he's operating off of a map that he got at an Outback Steakhouse <laughs> that's so good. Like, that's a, after after that's after a good, he, I that's won't a good I won't ruin everything but like later. <laughs> After Don't he's gone, him. when they find his hat, it's like a J.C. Penney's hat, and they're like in the fucking jungle. It's just like <laughs> everything about him is so fucking off. It's great. He makes a lot of really excellent character choices, especially comedically. I think he's one of those actors that you get in, and you're you're like, okay, I, I've written some things, but I really want you to spin off that, and you just kind of let him build the character and go off it. Because especially in what Hot American oh, Summer, he's hilarious. So great in that. that. Most of that stuff Did you is him. See, they're filming the second season of that. I didn't see they were filming like it, but I knew they were making way. it. It's the no, it's the last or wait. I think it's the, it's la- the second day of camp. It might be or the it's second the day, day after. Because uh, okay, so so. The like day after camp. I forget so, which. <laughs> okay, so the movie is the last day of camp. 
Okay, and the the show all was the, the entire show takes place in the first, first day, of, day camp. of camp. Yeah. So I think this is the second day of camp, but I'm not a hundred percent certain. I, okay. Okay. I thought it might be the day after the last day. I can't of believe camp. they're gonna get everybody together. Oh, again. and everybody's like, I'm on board. Everybody's on board. <laughs> they're so stoked about it. They yeah. What's cool about the way that they have that figured out is that they only need a few days of shooting for, for each like I was saying. The frame, like, what's cool about writing the frame story is that you can get a couple days shooting, you can get a few scenes in the bag with a handful of actors. So, really, you can kind of, like, extend out the shoot longer, but you can get everybody on board. And instead of being like, okay, everybody's... Trying to get all these high-powered people on board at the same time. Like, Like, Mixed Nuts, there's a movie. Uh, weird, not weird a good reference. One, but not a very good one. <laughs> but everybody's in every scene, you know, and it's like, oh man, how long did that take? And how many like casting never, calls? And like, the whew. only thing I really remember about that movie was it was when Adam Sandler was actually killing it, like in the yeah. beginning of his career. Yeah. And I remember, so this was before that, but that's when I found Mixed Nuts and I saw Adam Sandler was in it. So I'm like, oh, so I gotta watch it. And all he does. Is he's in a hallway and he's like, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle bells. Wait, and I think there's it. somebody like trapped in an elevator and he just keeps singing jingle bells yeah. in his high Adam Sandler voice, and that's it. That's it. And that was the most wacky thing in the movie because everything else is like, want to say it was like suicidal people and yeah, it was a it was a downer, man. It was like it was supposed to be some kind of like dark comedy romp, if there's such a thing. There's not. There's not. There's but it not. Was, they tried to no. make it. See, this is what I'm talking about. This was a thing in the 90s. Yeah. It was like, oh, yeah, this will be funny. Yeah. Good one. Some dark comedies really work, but you can't make them a romp, per se. Like, I remember there was one with Kevin Klein in the 80s where his Wait, wife keeps trying Kevin to Klein. kill him. His wife oh, keeps trying no. to kill him. And it's fucking, it was hilarious. What about Death Becomes Her? Death Becomes Her is pretty good. Goldie Hawn. No, speaking of, what are we even talking about? Zemeckis, here again. Yeah. Uh, okay, you wanted to talk some no, Zemeckis. Well, we no, we don't have to this go. This is perfect. We already hit it twice now. So. We already did, yeah. Okay. Dirty what, Bird. How did you feel about Death Becomes Her when you saw it? Did, you, did it like fly over your head? Because I was young. Yeah, I was young, and you know what? I When I first watched it, I was kind of flabbergasted at what attempts that they went to to especially be like violent like the violence in that movie is so dumb it's it's so so dumb it haunted me that like they it's wind up getting too. shattered at the end oh yeah that's right <laughs> they're it's basically like, shattered at the end and like it oh i forgot me. about that they totally what the it's so many weird things like like oh yeah we'll we'll figure it out with it's like a um What's that one with Roseanne Barr too? The oh, She Devil. She Devil. Oh, I hated that movie and those I saw it so movies, many times. Those two movies are almost the same exact movie. Yeah, they're so like similar in that that violent way too, where you're like, you're like, this doesn't seem like where they're like throwing haymakers and they're just like doing windmills for like ten minutes before they swing the punch. You know, you're like, okay. Do it already. We know. What's well, and it's also happen. they're also Home alone. Like, they're <laughs> so deeply sexist that like yeah, that like these women will just kill each other to get this guy. 
Like it's so like, weird. No, <sighs> I don't think so. No. There's some weird. So he, I just found out he did all the like he produced all the tales from the crypt. Who did uh, Zemeckis? Yeah, oh, which so makes that, so much sense. That like, like I didn't a, even realize that was a four director affair. Like that, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. all worked as producers. So it was it was him. It was uh, uh, the I guy who did know. Superman and Die Hard. Uh, oh yeah, uh, God, who was it? Um, the the screenwriter, the no, the director. He uh, might have wrote the screenplay. Uh, what's know. his name? Black. Uh, no, not Bla- no, not Shane Black. Not Shane Black. No. Oh, okay. I it'll come to me later. Somebody knows it. Like somebody knows first Superman. Like totally. <laughs> We're the corrections department. Oh, Richard Donner. Yeah. Like Donner. Richard Donner. It was oh, Zemeckis. Okay. It was like two no, other. I think Joel Silver. Joel Silver. I can't of course, remember would be who the involved. He's was. involved in everything. Yeah, but it was like a. It was a fourth legendary like director producer as well, and. Uh, yeah, that show is like so has not aged well. Not at all. Look at it now. Like so bad. I still I still love it, but like I love the memory of it, not the show yeah, anymore. Yeah. You can see the like the the, the cracks in the paint. Oh, worse than that. You can see the fishing <laughs> the line like shining on the you know, you're like, Oh god. Well, me and Brandon were talking about this uh, a month or two ago because so uh What's his face? Who always does the twists? Uh, oh, Shyamalan. Yeah, Shyamalan. Yeah. M. Night Shyamalan M. is producing M. the new Tales from the Crypt series yeah, that they're going to do. What and I was that? like, at first. I just saw that it was getting reboot. Okay. Yeah, at first I was like, Reboots. this is a terrible idea. And then I started to think about it. I was like, no, this is fucking brilliant because that's what Tales from the Crypt always ran off of was the twist at the end. Yeah. Like, I can't think of somebody more adept to, like, making Tales from the Crypt than M. Night Shyamalan. When, when I started yeah. to think about it, I was like, now this kind of makes sense. Yeah, and if you boil down Shyamalan into a 30-minute segment, <laughs> that, that yeah. works great. <laughs> I mean, and let's face it, guys. He's jumped the shark. He's got hard. I mean, I come on. am going to reserve judgment like, because I haven't seen. Was it still Mocky Mock? Split just it's came out this week on video. Yeah, so. I haven't seen Split yet, but I heard it was the. Secret. Hey guys, it's something in the mist. <laughs> it's got to be. I didn't ride with him. I that don't even far. know. But the thing is, wow, like, split, what a twist! Split like <laughs> split <laughs> led us to like an unbroken <laughs> sequel that's finally being. Uh, made now <laughs> unbreakable or right, unbreakable. unbreakable yeah I've been yeah. waiting for this fucking forever man unbreakable I mean come on that was a good movie it's alright no that was his best movie yeah okay <laughs> okay <laughs> good point so he go had, on he, that was his high water mark it was the second yeah. movie <laughs> yeah exactly it's a it's a lot of rock bands like that it, he has a peak and then like Second album's I, never really good. Yeah, I don't and know if he's like, gotten Ooh. out of the valley yet. <laughs> sometimes third sometimes third really pulls it out. I mean, look at well, Link Letter. Link Letter's a good example. His first movie I was, did was not good. like his first movie. Slacker. I, I did not it, I was I gonna say like that at all. you notice how it went up good, but <laughs> everybody's supposed to like it. I don't like I, it. I uh it doesn't hold up. Let's just say that. I, I didn't like it when it was really? of the time, and I didn't yeah. like it. I, well, here's what I didn't like about it. I heard Kevin Smith saying that that movie is why he wanted to be a director. He was yeah. just like, yeah. and I was like, it was okay. It's heavy. So I'm like looking forward to this, and I'm watching it. I'm like, yeah. I don't fucking get it. And I watched it like four times to try and like get it. like it. I wanted to like it, and I could not like it. 
And uh, I, I've liked Linklater's stuff, a lot of his stuff since then. Like, yeah. I think he's really talented. I was going to say, that I was movie, actually, I just can't roll the whole point it. of that, that statement is that he got so much better with every chance that he got. And I think that that is, uh, you know, like Slacker, whatever, people put it on the pedestal. And I agree totally with that. Yeah. But I want to knock it's it off a good, that pedestal. Yeah. It's a, it good, it's a good first attempt. That's what it is. You I'll look at it, it like hold it up even to other movies and like independent filmmakers. It definitely like that. changed. It was influential. It's risky. I've heard a lot of people talk, like reference that movie. Yeah, who make it's movies, a risky so. film actually. But you know what's you know what's really fucked up about that was I heard Kevin Smith saying that, so that's initially why I watched it, and then years and years later I heard him talk about it, and he was like, "Yeah," because I was like, "If this counts as a movie, I can do this." Yeah, so I, I know like, that's why <laughs> he doesn't why. he doesn't want to throw <laughs> throw like too much mud to its direction because he does idolize it. But yeah, I mean. Let's face it too. Let's watch Clerks. I mean, I I watched Clerks and was really influenced by it, and definitely. Um, Me too. But love it. But <laughs> love it. But watch it. I mean, it's not. I have. Good. It's not a. It's not a really good film. I mean, you look at it. Disagree. As a, Disagree. It, you, you hold it so close to your heart. Uh, no, I, I, I've I watched it throughout the years. I'll and, tell you what. I think it's good because I think it's really funny, and I think it's still really funny. And that that gets me over the hump. Like, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I and think, even though the black and white wasn't a conscious choice he made, it, no. was, it was a financial choice. <laughs> oh, I okay. made. But I think it worked really well for that yeah, movie. The fact totally that it was does. in a convenience store, it was just like at they that. They kind of gave it that grit that it. Well, we were kind of needed. We were used to like them always having a mon like a black and white monitor, so it made yeah. sense at the time. Well. The the big deal for me is that some of the jokes don't land like they did in high school. Well, of course I mean, they that's, don't. And so yeah. you're like, you, I remember laughing my ass off to that movie. No I mean, I that, can't that, watch that, it now, as much anymore because I got kids. Yeah, <laughs> and it's got it's got. I don't. So you know, it's one of those source. things. Like, I don't care if my kids watch it. I'm not gonna watch it with them. Yeah, um, I don't care if two of my kids well, watch it. <laughs> my kids, yeah. I mean, our older kids are getting to the age where well, they yeah. watch. Well, speaking of though, too, back to Zemeckis. Kevin Smith is also very influenced by Robert Zemeckis as well. Yeah, and he definitely tried. He's like the he's trying to be like the poor man Robert Zemeckis <laughs> nowadays, and well, not doing it answer, all that well. Okay. I mean, but like it's it's okay. I mean, I like Kevin Smith. I like his podcasting probably better than I like his directing. Ah, oh, shot across the bow. <laughs> totally, isn't that? I'm sorry. I love I, I was being, Smith. I, I will not suffer. I, I do too. I do too. Uh, but uh, yoga hosers. I you know I won't what? even bring it up. No, no. I'll I'll say I'll say my piece on yoga hosers. Like he was. Very, I started it. He was very clear about it, which was like this is a movie for for teenage and preteen girls. Yeah. And I watched it with my teenage and preteen girls. And they fucking love my it. kids. And the okay. fact, my kids, the fact love you guys, it. you guys are spawn bearers here. No, like no, I should, he, <laughs> but, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. The fact that I could sit down and watch a Kevin Smith movie with them and not like really sweat it was kind of nice. <laughs> You're okay. You felt okay. So I'm coming that. from a different place in this, but I get yeah. it. I get it. But the audience wasn't for you. I'm just saying. Like it wasn't no, for me either. And I didn't but I think knew so. That going I just I, and I was like, oh yeah, I want to support this vehicle. I, I the thing is, is I love how he Kevin Smith is a snowplow that 
doesn't need a road. He just, he goes and that's, and that's cool, you know, and it definitely has an audience in Canada. <laughs> it seems like very, very strong. And he kind of sticks to that, that Northern market. Well, he's, doing his great Northern, he's doing his great Northern trilogy right now. So yeah, it's like supposed yeah. to end up with Tusk was the Jaws. first part. Yeah. Moose Jaws is it's literally Jaws. I, with the yeah. Moose. I, and I just saw the not, poster for it. And there's like, there's moose, I, I, there's I, moose I, horns I, sticking out of the water. And then I was I, like, Oh, I am in. I didn't know. I, are you in now? I'm in. Okay. See, I like Tusk. Which I is weird. Too. So I just want to give a like it. quick R.I.P. with yeah, uh, Michael, Michael Parks. Parks died. Yeah, okay. I was thinking what? that too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because, yeah. I mean, he was fucking good in that. He was really good in Red State. Like, really good scary. in uh, Red Kill State. Bill. He's scary. Yep. He's a Kill good, Bill. scary... Desperado. He plays yeah. the same character. Oh, uh, from yeah. Dust Till Dawn. No shit. He was, he was in those Same vehicles. sheriff in those three movies. No shit. He was a sheriff in everything. No, he was the same sheriff... And Desperado, uh, from Dust Till Dawn, and Kill Bill oh, Volume Two. Oh, okay, he's the yeah, yeah, same okay, character. the same character. Yeah, oh, like no he shit. dies. He's in Desperado. He dies in From Dust Till Dawn. Yeah, and Kill Bill Volume Two takes place before he died in his scene because it's oh. when the bride before she goes into the coma. Oh, okay, because he's like, how those are connected, but yeah. it's so weird. Yeah, because it's in El Paso, Texas, which is where his uh, character resides, but. Yeah, dude, played the same character. And he also, in Kill Bill Volume 2, he was, uh, I don't remember the guy's name, but he was Bill's surrogate dad. Like, he was the yeah. pimp. I think Wasn't he was the guy from... down in, like, Argentina or someplace that he, yeah, he was a pimp. Like Was it, was it Argentina? I don't think it was Argentina, but. I thought it was way South America. It's like, Brazil think... or Argentina, Chile. I can't remember. Yeah, I think it was, like. Yeah, I don't think it was Argentina, but it was definitely like Central or Southern America. <laughs> and regardless. Regardless, America, somewhere. He was West, Esteban. Western right? Esteban. His name was Esteban. Esteban. He was I'll from. Tell you where he is because I think he would want to see you. Nah, I'm not even doing the accent. You're right? not doing it. But he, uh, he was from San Antonio, I think, and that was part of the whole link. I th- he interesting interesting character actor though he definitely was a little piece of you know, a lot was, of a lot of different scripts as well you he know what's kind of interesting is like reading his like lifelong biography because he was basically scheduled to be the next james dean oh, yeah. like after james For dean sure. had died and then he did some movie that basically almost got him black blacklisted in hollywood he did. He did like red red stars over L.A. and they were like, "Oh no." Well, I know he's a very he's a commie. He was a very principal person too. Like he would see scripts, and if he didn't like it, he would just toss it. Like he never did one for the studio. It was always what he wanted to do. He so like the dude had the same kind of taste that I had. Because I mean, he's <laughs> like. I mean, think about it, dude. He's famous for like Desperado, Red State, yeah. Kill Bill, fucking. Uh, he did. He did good. I mean, he he did really good pieces for that. You you can't see really anybody else in the in those roles. Bill Paxton too. Same yeah. same thing. Same exact thing. You look at like those roles and incredibly funny too. Bill as Paxton, well. yeah. yeah, like really really funny guy and like that's 
you know, kind of the kind of way killed by a Terminator, an alien, and a predator. I know what's <laughs> happening. Yeah, you you are the one that brought that up. Yeah, the, that's yeah, fucking that's that crazy. is impressive. That's that really is so impressive. impressive. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I watched Apollo 13. Speaking of, too, I watched Apollo 13. That's like winning an EGOT, but more rare. <laughs> There so are good. less people who have been killed by an alien predator and Terminator than have won EGOTs. That's tr- that is true. Because there's only one. It's Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton. Magic. There could only be one, but he's not immortal, as we found out. Oh, so he's not immortal. Oh, that's yeah. The dude, though, the dude's got mad chops. And uh, watching Apollo 13 the other day was really, really interesting. Like just how they shot that too, and how it was. They, so they shot like over thirty percent of the movie in space on the vomit comet. For real, Ugh. for real. That would be just torture. It, yeah, like a five five man crew on a on a little like fake set of the of the limb, and like floating around and and in that space on a, on a, whatever seven, seven forty seven seven twenty seven is 47. I forget big 37, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. One of those <laughs> Boeing numbers and 69, diving up and down in a, a parabolic pattern. And they shot that. Did you that say note. parabolic parabolic, he did, which was actually very accurate. Yeah. And you then, can then add shit. lick to that and have it work. I don't think so. I'm making up words, but uh, uh, <laughs> that's what I thought too. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I remember. I remember a lot of my friends that listen. Parabolic. To Tool. It's parabolic. Sorry. I had friends that listen to Tool, and they'd be like, they they would read parabola, and uh, they would say like parabola all the time. And I was like, do you know what a parabola is? And they'd be like, parabola. No. <laughs> it's like, like well, parabola. No. No, I do not. <laughs> No, uh, uh, they're flying in a in a big S wave essentially, and they shot the movie like those those zero gravity ones because that's they're crazy. Because basically, Ron Howard was like, "Hey, what do you think, guys? We'll be that, in the plane the entire time." That is a spot on, Ron Howard. <laughs> Can you do Opie for me? <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't whistle. No, I was just going to whistle the entire thing. I was like, doesn't that, didn't, I hope he just, he whistled that, right? I don't think so. I think no. it was probably whoever sang the song. That's what I'm going to guess. I don't know. Well, did he even sing it? I guess he's just like, the Andy Griffith Show, starring Andy, Andy Griffith. Griffith. I then... wouldn't need, like, a card to read off of if I was reading <laughs> that title. I think that would be pretty easy to remember. Yeah, okay. No, and I'm, Mr. Furley <laughs> as Barney Fife. Don Knotts. Speaking, yeah, Don Knotts is the best. Denver <laughs> made fun of Don Knotts. No, dude, I love Don Knotts, dude. Yeah, that's he sacred. did coke that's, on a sitcom and got away with got it. Got away <laughs> with it. I don't know that he actually did a coke, but he definitely mind doing coke all the time on Three's Company and got away Way with, with it. it. All the that's time. amazing. Yeah, Three's Company was something that was uh, uh, very much like that that's like silver era of TV where they just got away with so much nonsense. I mean, Robin Williams, so high. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah. can we just, 
Go Nanu Nanu, like jumping around like there was something just like he was motivated, like beyond just normal human. What could that be? I don't know what it maybe lots lots of cocaine. And like <laughs> Not maybe. A hell of a drug. he did lots of cocaine. He's very open about lots it. and lots of cocaine. And and that's like it's such a weird thing to not notice. <laughs> I guess that's my point. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to uh, backpedal this. Yeah, where are we to going? Zemeckis, because we were going to talk back. about Zemeckis. So that was the I'm, prime. So he did that. The some shorts kind of on this all frantic thing too, and that I haven't seen that I need to try to find. So he did one called Eight Days a Week with the with it was all these uh, um, about all these Beatles. Uh, um, groupies and I really want to check that out because that sounds like kind of a sounds like your kind of movie yeah it's definitely (laughs) kind of like just off the wall I got a movie for you ready for this okay the banger sisters the also about groupies and has Goldie Hawn. Oh God, no! Oh, bring I, it have, back. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I have to check it it's out. It's good. From what I, I don't know, I saw like 15 minutes. Ago. Oh, okay. I thought it was good. Okay, from the right. 15. But it's got Q from Next Generation. Uh, speaking of too, another good one. Uh, um, what was they? They okay. did the my my Zemeckis thing. I want to draw. Okay, uh, I gotta talk about this. So I was rewatching Castaway with the wife last oh, yeah, month. Yeah. Okay. He at the I never caught this before because I always caught like at the end he's at the crossroads and you have the girl drive off and she's got the wings on the wagon that's like on the package that he saves forever. Yep. It's clearly like she's the one he left the package for and everything, which I'm guessing kept him going. Whatever. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, there's some there's which something. We in could there. get in that discussion. But what I want to talk about is like what I never caught before that I saw this time when I was watching it, because I hadn't watched it since a year or two since it came out. He's got a new Wilson volleyball in his fucking truck. And so he hits that crossroads and you see the woman go in one direction. But does the other direction represent him driving alone with Wilson? Is that what we're supposed to like <laughs> glean from this? Oh, because oh. I never noticed Wilson before in that, but he's got a he's new got Wilson. A Wilson. He does. So yeah. he's making a. That's cho- true. Is that what they're saying? Is like he's choosing between like a woman, an actual living, no. breathing woman, or Wilson? No, I think it's saying that he can't go on without a Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> he just straight up needs a Wilson. He just like he needs a Wilson in his life. Maybe it's maybe it's the decision between like sharing a woman with Wilson or just having Wilson. Okay, I mean, imagine I that. Wilson's Let's go into a- that role playing and suddenly like just like Tom Hanks, like you know whatever that character, and then suddenly like, like I want to know like just, and like, just let him th- watch. Just yeah, yeah. yeah the, like he just pops up and it's like. <laughs> What do you think about that, Wilson? He's like, what? What do you mean? She's like, Wilson's cut creeping me out. Yeah, and he just to like the turn him around. Just drop kicks it out of the room because <laughs> he has that scene where he gets yeah. really upset at Wilson and kicks oh, him out yeah. of the cave, yeah. and then just starts like going crazy and like crying and apologizing to Wilson. Sorry, Wilson. And then he's like Sorry, repainting Wilson. Wilson again. It's like ah. That, I'm afraid that's what he does is like the next frame of that movie is him getting out of the truck grabbing Wilson. some fucking like grabbing some uh like grabbing some wheat out of the ground by the husk the little sharp part of it and just 
pinpricking his palm and like putting it on Wilson and just start talking to Wilson like he's fucking a serial killer or something. <laughs> Could be. I'm really afraid that's the next scene of that movie. I, that wow. movie that movie is so weird in so many ways. And what is up? This is odd lately. So Zemeckis has to have like a plane and everything. Everything has to have some kind of like plane or like thing. I Where's mean, the plane in Back to the Future? No, 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 no. Lately. Like oh, okay. in his more modern stuff. What is his more modern stuff? I'm not even sure. So he sure. did Flight too? Was the is like, that the Denzel Washington? Yeah, the Denzel Washington. 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 I haven't yeah. watched it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I kept wanting to. I did not. And then, but I didn't really want to. And I watched it all the way didn't. through and yawned for a lot, especially in the third act. It was just like, you know, whatever, three or five acts, break it down. The third act was just like, okay, we get it. This guy was in not that cool a dude. Okay, let's keep hitting that fact. Like, just really trying to, like, rub that in the dirt. And I was like, ah, oh, it just wasn't that interesting. By the way, I love Tom Hanks. Uh, my wife and I watched Sully the other night. I really didn't want to watch it and then realized as I was oh, watching it. Too. Oh, it's exactly what I thought it was, which is, like, a movie I didn't want to watch. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. basically, like everybody's doubting or like everybody's calling him a hero except for the people he works for is saying he made a mistake. And then he's thinking he made a mistake and it turns out he didn't make a make mistake. A mistake at all. <laughs> it's like, this just happened a year ago. <laughs> like, it's not like this is exactly. ancient history. It was just like, there was no perspective on it. It was like a story that everybody knew. Um, it just, what is it? Like, there's something about putting an airline pilot in the leading role that just turns me off immediately. That's true. I, the closest I can run with it is Catch Me If You Can because he's not really a pilot. pilot. Yeah, he's, he's not a really fake a pilot. pilot totally fake. You, know, you know what's really interesting is I've, like, met so many, like, real-life commercial airline pilots. Like, I knew the guy who used to do the Flight 11 out of uh, Boston. And he, because, interesting story, like, I used to work for a log home companies, and commercial pilots like to buy log homes. I don't know what it is. Yeah, they need to be somewhere in the middle of something. So, he, on September 11th, he was supposed to take the Flight 11 to, um, from... DC or not DC from Boston to LA, but he, he switched with another guy that day. So he could come back to Montana to work on his log home. So the other guy didn't make it. So the other guy didn't make it, (laughs) which, but that's not a funny story. No, it's not. You started that out. You're like, you're like, this is a funny story. (laughs) No. <laughs> that was not how, no that was, like uh, so this guy survived listen, like all of the airline pilots i've seen in movies over the years are not interesting not really except for maybe in snoop dogg in that airplane movie is yeah like exactly so plain so plain <laughs> so plain yeah that's where it's at i did not <laughs> like i mean all the speaking of though zemeckis o2 my favorite film is Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I think That's beyond your favorite the film? beyond the 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 um, actually I actually put that above the the trilogy because I I think oh, that no way I think that it holds up so good. It's so much fun still to watch. It's one of these and and this is the other side of that 
and I think they the all four of those films because I do like again all of the Back to the Future part one, two, and three. But the uh, how original that they worked with these screenplays and the concepts and the art design and everything was really from scratch. And I guess that's why I'm really interested in lately is instead of all of these, like we're in the land of reboots that Zemeckis really took this and kind of went much further down those lines to like, you know, try to try to do something very original and and even why I like Who Framed Roger Rabbit is that it taps back into all of these classic cartoons too that we you know kind of gave up on in some ways. So he found a way to be like original, but use old significant characters in the world as well. And so I think that we gotta start trying to think a little bit more in those concepts as far as like producing, especially independent film and, and should try to take over with that because obviously commercial studio films are starting to just be like these series of reboots and taking a, a commercial idea that they know is going to work commercially in some kind of name recognition and going on with that. Um, and I think independent film should start taking over and actually doing these original ideas, pushing them much further instead of trying to copy the classic drama or the, you know, there's a lot of dramas. There's a lot of But drama. the interesting thing about Who Framed Roger Rabbit is it's, it's an old noir story. But then they use existing IP property. Yeah, yeah. To like chop in there. Well, they chopped it all. You up. would think this would be a slam dunk for the studio nowadays. Plus, like that. So what you just accidentally spawned is like somebody's gonna be like, "Yeah, that's right. Let's remake Who Made Roger Rabbit." <laughs> oh no, that's no. what I'm saying. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> You're totally right. Damn it. I got it. We'll do a prequel and then and we'll do a reboot. We will do a sequel. And no, John Hodgkins. Oh, he's not in it anymore. Oh, poor, poor, poor dude. So there's another dead one too. We have we have so many old like, like all 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 sorts of uh, stars that wouldn't be involved <laughs> with that. I mean, we could get Christopher Lloyd. He's always down to do whatever. Yeah, Zemeckis wants to do anything. Anything that Bobby wants to do, I'll do it. <laughs> Okay, so what we learned on this podcast today was uh, Robert Zemeckis fell off. He did. He cracked somewhere. And I think it's right around like when they... It's usually when they had kids. Yeah. <laughs> kids always, ruin everything. <laughs> that's, 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 we learned like, kids yeah. ruin everything. <laughs> like, we learned Goldie uh, Hawn needs to be in movies. <laughs> we learned oh, that, wait. Her daughter. That's <laughs> great. Uh, she's in romantic comedy. She's doing yeah, fine. She's doing great. Uh, Thanks, Kate. We learned that. Um, what else did we learn? There's like cars that were bongs. There were. <laughs> we learned that Alex is the new Doc Hollywood. I definitely hope I am. <laughs> we learned a pilot story that I missed because I was reading an Aaron Donaldson text. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so I can't deep. even hear a pilot story. I just like my eyes glaze over whenever I hear about pilots. Uh, he went into a 9-11. I went to a dark place. He went to 9-11. He made a 9-11 joke. Oh, no. 
went over like I'm a Led Zeppelin. I'm gonna really try hard to pay attention when I re-listen to this later. I promise. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, he's talking about pilots. Well, headphones <laughs> Just check are out. <laughs> it's done. This is yeah. a good time to fold my laundry without my headphones. <laughs> By the way, have you ever had that happen? Have you ever like folded laundry, <laughs> listening to your headphones, and had it like shock the inside of your ear? No. This no. shit happens to me. Does it? Constantly, yeah. Oh, wow. Maybe you want to check your... Are you grounded? Are you grounded? Have they grounded you? Um, it's The hippies? You might want to touch the pole outside. Might want to talk to Pepe. I want to talk to Pepe. <laughs> we learned that Pepe will not only fix your laundry, but he'll ruin your career. <laughs> Probably will. Probably will. Yeah. If Hotel California is on the radio. Oh, that's right. So that's everything we learned today. Take yes. it easy, everybody. Tree's company was videotaped in front of a studio audience. Respect that outro. Nah, signed out. Put them on your laptop. Put them on your phone. Put them in your ears. Not safe for network. With the not safe for network, the entertainment's ringing through your brain. Collect them all or trade them with your friends. Not safe for network. Real roulette. Maybe you're a film student. I'm picturing you with a beret. We have a good life. Well, Strop, it's a bit of the gift and the curse. That's debatable. It'd be nice if they showed a little accountability. The Alien Movie Project. It's just another clear-cut case of American exceptionalism. Montucky Skies. I'm spoiling the shit out of this in three, two, one. Bigs on film. We're watching this on Netflix because I'm three beers in and lost the Blu-ray. Listen to all the archives in a row and they form a mega podcast so long that your significant other will be drawing up divorce papers. Not safe for network.